0: Miss
1: Greetings, heathens. Welcome to Hail Satan. This is a podcast exploring Satanism, culture, and life in general through the eyes of modern Satanists. I'm going to be your host. My name is Joseph Rose. I'm a member of the Satanic Temple and founder of a group called Satanic Delco. If you live anywhere in southeastern Pennsylvania, you should give us a shout over at Satanic Delco and maybe we can get to know each other a little bit better. Today on the show, I'm going to present you with a conversation I had recently with a young man named Ben. He is a member of the United States Marine Corps, and I happened to recently stumble upon a post that he made online, and I found it to be pretty interesting, and so I approached him, and we had a little conversation that I recorded for this podcast. I'll get to that in just a bit, but first I'm going to do the usual stuff. I'm going to start with some listener messages that some of you have kindly written in. Our first one goes like this. Hello everyone at Hail Satan Podcast. I go by Zan. I think I'm pronouncing that right. I'm not sure. I'm 17 years old and from Puerto Rico. I discovered the Satanic Temple a few months ago, and I've studied Satanism since then. Studying symbols and history, I realized that Satanism is nothing like what people here have said. I grew up as a Jehovah's Witness and went through basically the same things as Caton. I never paid attention and just didn't vibe with what was spoken. To keep this short, I've never felt better than I have now, and even my girlfriend is considering converting to Satanism from her very, quote, burn the gaze church that she never believed in anyway. I love the podcast and everyone on it. Keep doing good work. Hail Satan. Thank you very much, Zan. I think your girlfriend should leave that piece of shit church. She should leave it right now. Waste no time. Tell her. (laughs) Run away from those fuckheads. Our next message comes from a Kentucky Satanist, is, is what we're going with. I absolutely love the podcast. I downloaded Spotify just to listen to it. Keep up the good work. I love the episode explaining the difference between the Church of Satan and the Satanic Temple. I feel that there are a lot of people who are ignorant to what modern-day Satanism actually is. Man, ain't that the truth? Most people are ignorant to what modern Satanism is through no fault of their own, really. I guess you might have to have a bit of an interest in it in most cases to actively pursue it and, and learn what modern Satanism actually is. But thank you very much. I hope everything's going well out there in Kentucky. Our last message is from Nick G. He writes in, Just wanted to reach out and say that you're doing a fantastic job with this podcast. The two-part Church of Satan series was incredibly well-researched and presented. It's good to explore both the objective and subjective successes and failings of the early modern satanic movement to keep an aspect of it from being fetishized by those who simply don't know any better. As someone wiser than me once said, LeVay was a fraud and a goofball, but without him we wouldn't be having this conversation. I definitely agree with that part. He goes on to say, I just listened to the interview with Shiva Honey and immediately ordered a copy of The Devil's Tome. In Jungian psychology, religion is examined on a symbolic level because our unconscious mind operates on a symbolic processing system. The act of ritual, be it religious or secular, is an act that connects both the conscious and unconscious aspects of the mind and creates a feeling of wholeness. The concept of ritual is as old and constant as humankind for a reason, and I look forward to exploring the satanic concepts in her writings." I hope all is well, and I appreciate the work you're doing. Hail Satan. Thank you very much, Nick G. That was a great message. I hope you enjoy Shiva's cool fucking book, and I hope the rituals offer some benefits for you. And just one last thing before I get to my chat with Ben. Take a moment, if you can, to visit HailSatanPodcast.com. On our website, you'll find links to our various social media outlets, as well as a form to drop us an email, which I strongly encourage you to do. And you'll also find a link to our cool Patreon account, which is a great way to support the show if that's something you'd like to do. And you'll get some fun discounts and bonus content and things like that. So please visit HailSatanPodcast.com. And without further ado, I will now present you with the conversation I had with Ben. Like I mentioned earlier, I discovered a post by Ben perusing some satanic forums online, and I found his post really interesting. Ben, maybe you can introduce yourself briefly and maybe give us an idea of where you were at when you uh, wrote this post.
0: All right. How's it going, everyone? Um, so I was actually on my way home from work, um, so I was just kind of perusing online trying to research a little bit more information about this whole satanic temple business, mainly just typing some thoughts out that I was having. I didn't really intend on actually posting it. It was really just a a ramble for the most part. But I I posted it anyways, hoping that maybe somebody would be able to enlighten me a little bit and answer some of the questions that I had. And then this gentleman over here shot me a message and here we are.
1: Yeah, so in your message, you recounted, you know that you've been an atheist for a little while now. How old are you now? 21. 21. Uh, So you've been an atheist for a good little while now, and you bumped into the Satanic Temple when they were unveiling the Baphomet statue, like many people did, and you feel pretty connected with what you've found regarding the Satanic Temple so far?
0: Uh, Pretty much, yeah. When I was looking at their seven tenets online um, and the Code of Conduct, that was just, I could just see myself in it, like my ethics, my values, um, what I grew up as a person, you know, kind of like following the golden rule. Yeah. Do to, to others as you would have them do unto you. Uh, pretty much just don't be a dick to people and leave them to the hell alone.
1: <laughs> you would be shocked Ben at how often that exact phrase has been uttered <laughs> by various people on this podcast and in other sort of satanic outlets. The don't be a dick, really it seems to be the core of it all very well now before you you know did your digging into the satanic temple did you have any knowledge or perception of modern satanism or i guess i should say satanism generally before that
0: for the most part uh, here here recently i found out that modern satanism as it's referred to is a non-theistic religion i didn't always know that right I grew up as a Baptist and I'm I'm sure we'll probably get into maybe my background a little more later on, sure. but um, growing up in that background, you know, the, the typical connotations of the word Satan is kind of like a normal reaction for me, I suppose. Like when, when someone normally says Satan, you kind of have that knee jerk reaction, like what the hell are you talking about? You know?
1: Of course. Yeah.
0: Uh, so that's what I thought it was for the longest time. And then, last year or so two years maybe i actually started looking into it very little but just enough to find out that it's actually just really the easiest way of describing is just humanist atheists that are trying to like advocate for other people who can't really do so themselves it's like the very bare bones way of describing i know there's more nuances and stuff that go into it but
1: and so yeah and so before that it was Maybe the traditional uh, perception that Satanists were maybe, you know, uh, more of an underground cult that is, you know, worshiping Satan and up to some evil doings. Pretty much. Yeah. Uh, and that makes sense. You mentioned you come from a Baptist background. What, what role did religion play in the earlier part of your life? So
0: when I was growing up, my, I wouldn't say that my family is like incredibly religious, but we did go, we did go to church pretty much every, every Sunday, every other Sunday, hmm. pretty much up until I was around eight or nine or so. And it was, a, it was a pretty big part of my life. I mean, I never really got into like all the little intricacies of it. I just kind of believe that there was some sky daddy looking down at me, judging me right. <laughs> Yeah, pretty much. But um, I mean, yeah, I, I was, uh, I was baptized uh, as part of uh, the Baptist denomination, I suppose. Baptism isn't something that happens when you're an infant. It's something that you voluntarily do at some point. Oh, okay.
1: Yeah, I don't think um, I actually ever knew that.
0: Yeah, and, and instead of uh, like having water sprinkled at you, you're actually fully submerged.
1: Yes. Yeah, I have seen that. That's right.
0: Um, then it kind of slowed down to maybe once a month. Every month and a half, it would actually end up going. Eventually they just stopped pressuring us to go, uh, around sixth grade, junior high school. And I just ended up stopped going altogether because they just weren't making me go anymore.
1: Right. And so during, you know, during <laughs> your time going to church regularly, did you find yourself to be a believer or was there any level of sort of skepticism throughout?
0: Uh, there, there actually was no skepticism for the the most part, um, the, the skepticism and stuff actually started around uh, end of seventh grade, beginning of eighth grade.
1: Was there anything um, in particular that brought that on?
0: Actually, there was. So for the most part on YouTube, I've been watching a lot of, uh, a lot of content from the scientific community and the um, skeptic community in general. For example, SciShow, Richard Dawkins, Vsauce even. am sure most people know who those three things are. But um, in eighth grade, that's really what got me started, I guess, thinking about just rationality in general. And then when I actually was going, when I ended my eighth grade year and I was going into my freshman year, my school sponsored a program called the Freshman Challenge with my local university. And it was a a science and physics based event, essentially, where for a week or so we went to the local university university. We just participated in various different um, scientific experiments and, and whatnot. But during that whole that whole time period of my life, I really started exposing myself more to the rational side of the world. I started researching all the inconsistencies of of Christianity and theism as a whole. Uh, I actually conversed with individuals who were ostracized by their family for their beliefs. Mm. I just started, slowly started coming to the realization that it was
1: pretty much all just a bunch of of bullshit. <laughs> yeah, so many people that I talk with, uh, members of the Satanic Temple in particular, you know, you you hear versions of that story just over and over again. You know, sometimes there's an event, but most often it's just a cumulative effect of, wait a minute, this doesn't add up, or. it's hard to believe this and nobody's giving me the answers. That's, that's pretty common. I think.
0: Yeah, Um, pretty much. Um, and then towards the end of that, uh, pretty much the beginning to the middle of my ninth grade year, first couple of months, uh, I confided in my friends. I'm like, Hey, like, what do you guys think about this? How do you feel about it? And they pretty much all felt the same way that I did. mm. And, um, it took me a while to actually tell my family about the ideas that I was having, I knew that they wouldn't ostracize me for them because like I said earlier, we, we weren't a like strictly religious family.
1: Right. Now this is just about your sort of skeptical feelings, not about Satanism. Yes. Right. And, um, and so their reaction to that was not so bad.
0: No, it was actually really, really healthy. They pretty much said the, the same thing that uh, the individual on your first podcast said which was um, you figure out your own thing and that as long as you're not joining a cult or hurting other people,
1: you do you. Right. Yeah, that's that's reasonable, right?
0: Yeah, I, I like to think so.
1: Yeah, too often, I guess, that isn't the reaction that some people get, but it's been nice to hear you know, some stories from people that didn't have to deal with such a hard time in in having those thoughts, especially early in life. And so I stumbled upon your post, like I mentioned, and I just found it's interesting because you're at this transitional period that most likely doesn't last very long and can sometimes be an intense moment in time when you found this new thing that you're having feelings about and you're maybe starting to come to grips with what that means for, you know, your relation to the outside world. You know, you're going to present yourself to certain people in a certain way, and part of your post, you explained that you're just you feel in, a, in agreement or aligned with these ideas presented by the Satanic Temple, but you're not quite sure if that makes you a Satanist or what is what it is exactly to be a Satanist. Is that about right? Is that about where you are now?
0: Yeah, for the most part, I um, I, I agree with all of the the beliefs of the Satanic Temple and the activism and the um, endeavors that they're going through to help other people in need. Um, but I feel like it's, there's something more to it than just that, that is a requirement essentially. And I guess that goes back to the whole, like what makes a religion a religion type of thing. Um, Right. but yeah, I'm mainly just trying to figure out what the hell I am essentially.
1: Sure. Now is, is part of the conflict if you could even call it that is is part of that related to the idea of being out as a satanist because that's a that's a big moment that a lot of people deal with you know you've you've considered yourself a satanist or you feel aligned with these ideas but you know that if you say it to certain people you could run into some trouble is is that maybe a part of what is hanging up for you
0: uh Significantly, yes. Yes, I actually just had a, uh, a conversation with my wife. I was telling her that I was going to be doing this podcast, but I kind of kept things a little vague from her because mm. I, did, I didn't want to even express it to her, like my my closest companion, that this is what I was um, was thinking and and going through. Yeah, because I didn't I didn't know how she was going to react to it.
1: Sure, you did not have that actual conversation yet.
0: No, I did. Just the, the bare bones of what we were going to be doing and right. Um but, but have we you expressed
1: about. to her like anything specific about the satanic temple and, and you're feeling into it or anything like that?
0: I have not.
1: Gotcha. Okay. Well, man, this is there's a lot there. <laughs> <laughs> now I, I should also ask, aside from your wife, obviously she's, you know, a, a person super close to you in your life. Are there other concerns as far as family members or friends or anything like that where if you were to be open and honest about this, if, if you were to decide, yes, I feel aligned, I'm a Satanist, this is my thing, are there other aspects of your life where you would feel a real hesitation to want to be you know, out with that information? Oh, for sure.
0: Yeah. Uh, my immediate family is, like I said, not… Uh, tremendously religious, however right. certain parts of my family are. And even if I attempted to explain the situation to them, they would still have that knee jerk reaction, like sure. I was saying earlier. Yeah. So yes, it's it's a definite worry that if I actually say this, they'll start to think that I'm just some type of devil worshiping monster, essentially.
1: Yeah. That is the baggage that comes with using what I love to call the S word. to people. It does have a tendency to just make people freak out.
0: (laughs) I suppose that's the whole point of using the, uh, it's certainly as our symbol.
1: Yeah. It certainly is an aspect of it. And when it comes to your real life and the people that you deal with and have relationships like your friends and family and your wife, I would suggest if I may offer a suggestion rather than lead with Satan the word uh, because we know you know we know what that means to people that are coming at this from you know an outsider's perspective or the the mainstream perspective you know the one that people have been given for all these years, rather than leading with Satanism, the word, I would lead with a conversation centered around the seven tenets because when you described that idea of you read the seven tenets and immediately your thought was something like well i already feel this way this is these are my ideals i already agree with all of this that was about right yes and that's exactly how i fe- felt when i read them now my situation was a bit different i was already you know i wasn't coming from any sort of religious background i'd already been aware of satanism for many many years but still the idea when you come into contact with those seven tenets and they make great sense to you, to me, that just makes you a reasonable person, really, because they feel like a lot of good common sense to me. Pretty much. And so I always imagine that any, you know, your, your average person out there who isn't maybe deeply ingrained into any other religious culture, particularly Christian culture of any kind, anyone other than that, you'd like to think that those would make sense to them and that they would understand. And so I would suggest a conversation that begins talking about the seven tenets and maybe lead into, well, wouldn't you know it? (laughs) <laughs> these are the ideals of an organization called the satanic temple, but don't worry. They, they just use Satan as a metaphor. There is no, you know, they don't believe in Satan or anything. They are atheists. And you, in your post again, you, you were sort of asking like, am I Ben the atheist or Ben the Satanist?
0: Yes. I understand that they're not, they're not mutually exclusive things. Um, I could have phrased the wording in that post a little better, but essentially, yes. Like, is, am I just an atheist or do I am I an atheist that or aligns myself and believes and is a part of this community?
1: Right. Again, that's a common discussion that comes up and, and a common sort of delineation that people make one way or the other so often. And the way I usually put it is if you say to someone, I'm an atheist, All that's really telling them about you is one thing in the whole world that you don't believe in. You're not really describing anything about yourself or your moral code or anything, really. You're just saying, well, I don't believe in this thing. And I usually compare it to like your favorite food. What food do you really love to eat? Well, I don't like pizza. Well, all right. But that doesn't tell me anything about what you do like. Right and obviously you know modern satanists if you're a member of the satanic temple or you know a person that feels aligned with the satanic temple you are an atheist we are all atheists but not all atheists are satanists and to me the difference is if you're a satanist you do believe in certain things and in our case those things primarily are the seven tenets and so I think the description of saying a Satanist, while it comes with a lot of baggage to the uneducated, it is a more complete and a more accurate description of your ideas of right and wrong, and, and a sense of values, morals, things like that. Does that kind of make sense?
0: It does indeed. It does indeed.
1: So I guess at the end of the day, it comes down to choosing your battles, because make no mistake, you know, I lead a group of Satanists in my region, and we get posts on Facebook or, you know, wherever, proclaiming that we need Jesus, (laughs) that we're going to hell, that it's all a bunch of lies, you know. And this is after we post an article saying, hey, this group of Satanists helped a bunch of homeless people this weekend, or whatever, Right, And people don't care about any of that. They saw the word Satan, and immediately they go into the bullshit about y'all are going to hell, blah, blah, blah. So I guess before the day comes that you, you know, if the day comes where you decide to, you know, in a more outward way, identify as a Satanist, just know that some of that may come your way
0: i am uh I'm fully expecting and aware of that situation to to come to pass.
1: How do you predict your wife might take it? I mean she's probably would she be the first person to have this conversation with you
0: uh she would um my wife's an atheist as well okay
1: um that's helpful at least
0: <laughs> yes <laughs> it is but but she would be the first one that I would have the conversation with, and I'm expecting it to go smoothly. But like I said before, there's always that uh, nagging thought in the back of your head, like, what if it doesn't?
1: Yeah. Uh, Do you mind sharing where you live, like regionally in the United States?
0: I'm actually a member of the active duty military stationed in North Carolina.
1: Oh, yes, that's right. I forgot about the military aspect. And I suppose that is another one. (laughs) It is. (laughs) Gotcha. That one is probably, I've never been in the military, but I imagine God plays a pretty significant role just sort of in the background there, right?
0: Uh, unfortunately. Yeah. Pretty much every ceremony we have, it starts off with an invocation from the, uh, the unit chaplain, who is a, kind of a representative of every faith for right. everyone in the unit. Um, even atheists, they can go to and have a hundred percent confidentiality of what they speak about. But yes, every event that ends up happening has an invocation led by the chaplain. And more often than not, it is a Judeo-Christian
1: invocation that happens. Sure. Is it, is it ever anything but that?
0: Uh, not from my experience, but I've only been in the, the Marine Corps for three and a half years. Um, there, are, there are chaplains of different denominations, but the chaplains from my four different units that I've been a part of have all been um, Christian.
1: Yeah, that's intense. And I don't know. Again, I have no experience being in the military. I don't know... How common it would be for you to even have a discussion with anyone like that saying, well, I'm an atheist or I'm a Satanist or I'm a anything really is that is that something that would really be a part of your interactions there?
0: Definitely. Actually, people all the time. uh, We have a lot of Mm. downtime and we always talk about like, hey, who are you? Where are you from? What What do you do? What do you believe in? Right. Um, and I actually always, I very heavily represent myself as an atheist. Okay. Uh, it is something that I am very passionate about. So pretty much everyone in my entire unit that knows me knows that I'm an atheist.
1: And how is the response to that typically?
0: For the most part, it's actually very positive. There's a lot of people more than you would think actually, who either don't, um, identify themselves as a religious individual, but aren't necessarily, uh, atheists. Um, there's a lot of people that are Christian. The vast majority of them are, as expected, in our vast, just the population of our country in general. But overall, it's a surprisingly healthy environment. Not every unit is, not every base is, but my specific experience has been overall healthy.
1: That's, I guess, as helpful as can be. You know, I might assume, again, with no experience, I might assume that the religion aspect could, could at times be overbearing, but I guess it all just depends on the specific group of people that you end up with.
0: Everything comes down to your unit and your chain of command.
1: Right. And so that would, that would be a group of guys where you would share that information probably. Yes. And then the other ones would be friends and the rest of your family members. Yes. And I guess you, you might, be less sure of the way your your family might respond to such a thing.
0: That is the uh, the big worry. My friends are they honestly wouldn't give a shit, right? <laughs> that's just who they are. Sure. Uh, my family, on the other hand, yes, they would. Um, some of them would understand because uh, I would make them understand, but others they just wouldn't want to listen to me in general. And that's more the the side of the family and the individuals that I don't really correlate. Or uh, associate with as often, but yeah, uh, for the most part, my family would be relatively understanding. It's just those few people might end up causing um, trouble, primarily just out of ignorance. Yeah, I would imagine.
1: Yeah, it comes from you know uh, I'm sure maybe you've you've bumped into the phrase satanic panic. It's one yes, that comes up for us a lot. And you're a, you're a younger guy, just 21. You said yes, yeah. So you know maybe. You know, the satanic panic is certainly a thing that still exists, and and there's bits of it going on in our culture right now, but typically when we look back at the satanic panic, you know, the height of that, we usually are thinking of the 80s and 90s, where it was just such a – it was brought to the forefront of mainstream culture, I guess we'll say, and and of course it was based on a ton of misinformation and and. Nonsense and scare tactics and all of that kind of stuff, um, and not really much in the way of any reality, really. Just as a, most
0: things in the media tend to be.
1: True, true enough, and all you know, something like that, as you can imagine, is a, a flammable topic. You know, you start throwing around Satan in uh, in a culture that is so heavily rooted in Christianity, and it's bound to get some people worked up. And it did for sure. Um and and again, it it's still kind of alive and well. It's not maybe not as prominent as it once was, but we still have things going on now like QAnon and and all these other crazy things that everybody's talking about right now. And that's definitely an extension of the satanic panic that I grew up in. Is there anything outside of that, you know, the idea that expressing yourself, you know, identifying as a Satanist to some people could could obviously be upsetting. Like we said, outside of that, is there anything that you're unsure of or struggling with or or that you're not sure you have a complete understanding of as far as what a Satanist is and what that means to be one?
0: Um, For the most part, like after I made that, that Reddit post, I did I did a lot more of uh, researching, trying to just answer my own question. Sure. And doing that, um, actually, after you messaged me, I started looking up the podcast and um, and listening to it. I didn't go too much into it because I wanted to at least maintain the general level of information that I had. That way, our communication on the podcast would be, would be what it was originally going to be instead of me gotcha. getting yeah, more yeah. information and
1: yeah, I can also imagine that being at that at that point where you've found yourself now is there's probably a level of excitement and you want to dig in. Yes, very
0: much so actually.
1: Yeah, it's a um, lot of fun. <laughs> it's fun to sort of it's exciting, you know, you you found this new thing, you know, it's already how you felt, but you've you bumped into all these other people maybe, a sort of sense of community which I always consider to be maybe the most important part of religion.
0: I wrote a few notes down, but uh, one of them was trying to find myself a label, a community, etc. cetera. So in sixth grade, I joined my school's uh, band program, um, just trying to find a, a, a group of people that I had similar interests with and similar values to a place to to belong with. Um, In addition to that, I also joined um, my high school's Army Junior ROTC program from ninth grade to 12th grade. And I very heavily found myself aligning with those individuals. But it never really, I always had that nagging sensation that I never felt like I truly belonged Mm. with those individuals. That was actually one of the reasons why I joined the Marine Corps. Uh, I joined in 2017 because I wanted to be a part of something greater than myself. I wanted to be a part of an organization to have the pride of belonging to something great. Because when you tell someone, hey, I'm a United States Marine, all those, it's just a subjective uh, connotation that comes with those words that people experience. And I wanted to have something like that. However, almost four years in, i haven't really i don't really have that I may be a United States Marine, but I don't feel like I actually belong with the people around me it's I still seem to be an outcast essentially
1: mm. you know um, it's it's funny even right before you were starting to tell this story it it's it's always a matter of moments. In any conversation like this about Satanists, uh, particularly new Satanists, it's only a matter of moments before one of us speaks the word outsider. <laughs> it, it happens every time. And it's not, you know, 100%, but it's fairly universally a trait of people that find their way to Satanism one way or another. They have felt like the outsider. Um, myself included, it's just it's just there. <laughs> it's always there. So rare do we find a person that grew up the most popular kid. They've got a ton of friends that they've had forever and everybody loves them and everybody understands them and they were the prom king. You know, I, I've not met that Satanist yet.
0: <laughs> right. Um but yeah, like uh like actually I suppose, finding Satanism, as one could put it. It's been a very quick experience. Like I said, originally, uh, I was exposed to this whole ideal of modern Satanism back in 2015 with the whole Baphomet statue opposing the Ten Commandments on the government property and and whatnot. Yeah. But even then, I never really looked into what they were as a whole, what their beliefs were, etc. I thought there was just a group of atheists calling the government. Right. Um, but then, three days ago, uh, I, I was scrolling through Reddit, and I saw someone uh, mentioning the abortion ritual that the Satanic Temple has. And I thought, wow, that's actually pretty neat. So I started perusing the website, I saw the tenets, and when I read those tenets, I Like I said before, I saw myself in them, the equality that I advocate for, my values, my ethics, the advocacy that I have to different subjects, whether it's separation of church and state, the gay rights movement, Mm -hmm. Black Lives Matter, um, all these different things. So I continued researching. I found they had an app. I viewed the app. I looked at the forums. I found Ms. Shiva's website. I went through there. I went to the subreddit. And with her website, I actually saw all the different uh, the rituals that she was talking about, how like finding balance in the midst of chaos and and some of the other ones. And I'm actually really interested in them. Yeah. Um, my life has been very hectic. I actually am diagnosed with a clinical depression. I take antidepressants. I have suicidal allegations. Um, I have anxiety attacks. So finding something that, is non-theistic but is able to give you a sense of peace and calm is kind of something that I I look for like I tried meditation because it didn't really work out for me um so I'm hoping that when I actually try that ritual I'll be able to I guess experience some kind of inner peace
1: not long ago on Halloween night, you know, as we record this, it's just early November. And on Halloween, I led a couple of rituals with members of, of my group, Satanic Delco out here. And everyone, I guess it ended up being about 10 or 11 people. I can say, I'm I'm pretty confident that everyone walked away that night with very positive, successful feelings about, the way the ritual went down. And, you know, we had a very specific sort of personal goal for our ritual. You know, there was a specific intent involved in them for everyone. And I think it was overwhelmingly successful. People wrote me that night and in the coming days afterwards, uh, just how they felt about it. And it it was overwhelmingly positive. And so I, I think there's a really good chance that you'll find similar results if you if you set your mind to it
0: that's uh, that's actually what i'm hoping for yeah um but as i was looking into the rituals something that i started to to realize is like when you, when you talk about a ritual what exactly does it mean to be a ritual and i started realizing that in our modern day there are tons of rituals that we do without even thinking about it without even labeling them as a ritual
1: yep all
0: the time. For example, um, funeral
1: services, um,
0: marriage services—those are rituals, of course—which people don't seem to understand.
1: Um, even even that is much more formal than rituals that you probably have in your life in your own home that you would never have thought to stop and call a ritual. You know, it's more likely to just call it. Well, this is what I do on Saturday mornings or this is what I do before bed or whatever. Right. And some of them are, you know, more just mundane tasks that are a habit, but there are other things that you do specifically to just maybe make yourself feel better. Maybe you maybe you put on a song that you like and and work out or maybe people do yoga or whatever it is. There's a million different ways some people involve their their sex lives or you might sit down and, and roll a joint, maybe that's a ritual you know whatever it whatever it might be, people do find a healthy, helpful sort of feeling that comes from these physical actions that we take and the intention that we attach to them so the other thing I, I wanted to touch on was you know you were we were talking a little bit about the the sense of community and all of that. Have you done any searching for local groups or, or chapters or anything like that yet? Um,
0: I did actually. So there's not any official chapters either where I'm currently stationed at or back home. I think the closest one back home is like three hours away in Pennsylvania, I believe.
1: Okay. But um, that's where
0: I'm at. No, I'm, I'm originally from Ohio. Okay. <laughs> but I'm sure if I, if I dig around deeper, I'm sure I'll find a uh, group somewhere out there.
1: Yeah, man, I can tell you from experience, I started one out of the clear blue sky and it's one of the coolest things I've ever done. I'm, I'm super pleased with the way that it's been going. You know, I have found that we, that sense of community has been an unexpected, really positive result of the whole thing. I would say that's the, the primary characteristic That I found in the group, you know, just the, all of the various types of relationships that get formed amongst that group, friends and resources. And just, just the idea that everyone is coming together that, you know, that you are like-minded in the sense that you have at least this one significant thing in common, but you'll find out in short order that you probably have lots of other things in common as well.
0: I'm actually feeling a lot more, um. Confidence, not the right word, but it's the best thing I can think of at the moment
1: with this whole
0: situation, I suppose.
1: Um, Yeah. It's, it's a lot easier to, to press forward with something when you don't have that feeling nagging at you that, am I just a crazy motherfucker? Am I the only (laughs) one? Like, am I crazy? (laughs) Yeah. But when you Um, find a whole bunch of other people into the same thing, you're like, Oh great. Here, here we are.
0: Right. And the, uh, I suppose the last little bit of hesitation that I have is the whole uh, not uh, imagery,
1: but the general aesthetic of all of it, yes, the way it looks right. and the inverted um, crosses and demons and all that.
0: Right. Um, I actually, I don't mind. I don't mind it. But like, I, like, for example, I saw someone posting on the subreddit, like if they have an altar, theirs isn't going to be filled with like black candles and upside down crosses and, and whatnot. It'll have like rocks and pretty flowers and stuff from nature. That means like personal stuff to them or whatnot. Sure. sure. Um, Cause I like, I, I know that there's not like a whole set. This is what you have to, to look like and, and like, and, and whatnot. Um, the whole like satanic imagery is interesting,
1: but I don't know if it's not really your style.
0: Pretty much, yes.
1: You're not uh, you're not like a heavy metal dude or anything like that?
0: I actually am.
1: Oh, you are? Okay. Yes. Well, so then that imagery isn't in any way shocking or new to you. No, it's not. Yeah, but it's just not really your personal taste. Yes. Gotcha. Well, yeah, I mean, just rest assured that none of that stuff plays a role that is in any way required or anything like that. In fact... There's almost there's almost nothing that is required. The only thing that is required to make you a Satanist, as it pertains to the Satanic Temple, is to send in your email, and that's what it takes to be a member. Um, you just email them, and you're in. And and all of the other stuff is optional. You know, obviously a an alignment with the seven tenets feels pretty important. Um, and beyond that. Everything else is sort of optional, you know? The seven tenets, I believe, are left open-ended enough so that there is always room for debate and interpretation within them. Um, And I think it's super healthy to engage in some of that, even with yourself. Try Try to find out what they mean to you. Try even to play devil's advocate as one does, and, and even poke some holes and ask some questions. It is that critical thinking that is among the most important aspects of using the word Satan in the first place. Right. Because when, when people say, you know, one of the first questions I get all the time, and I'm sure most Satanists probably do, is, well, if you don't believe in Satan— why Satan? Why Satan? I right? actually have
0: that in my notes.
1: Yeah. Um. <laughs> Depending on the day, I might answer it a different way. But one really important idea that that comes to mind with that, someone is forced to use critical thinking immediately. They're already thinking about it. They're already saying, well, what do you mean? What does this mean? Why would you use this word? It, you're right. already getting into it. You're already the conversation happens by itself.
0: And um, that actually leads right back into uh, the actual mission statement of the satanic temple. where you are supposed to promote curiosity. Yes. But yeah, like I even read into the, the article why Satan, and it was very interesting. And it actually answered a lot of my question as to why the satanic temple uses Satan as a, the, the symbol that it does, um, which is, for the people that don't know a metaphor pretty much. Um, Cause I believe it's the, the Hebrew origin of the word is adversary. Pretty much just use it as a symbol to oppose injustice and inequality. That's really something that uh, I think I can get behind.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Again, like once there are certain people out there, you know, they're members of a, of a faith And that's a hard obstacle to get past for for many people. Once they are entrenched in the idea that they believe, you know, they have a faith in a God and all of the things that come along with that, that's a hard one to sort of get past for many people. But, But anyone aside from that, anyone who isn't so deeply convinced and entrenched in that world, almost anyone else i think can relate to at least the majority of these ideals that we put forth and hold as valuable in the satanic temple it's hard to read any of those seven tenets and really argue against any of them you know you can Pretty ask some, just- yeah you could ask some questions well i don't know what does this word mean in this context or what do you mean by that but none of them are like well no I can't, I don't agree with this. You know, I don't agree with justice or equality or, <laughs> or, or being science. A fucking person. Yeah, you know, it's hard. Yeah, so why Satan has a whole bunch of different answers. And even, you know, like where we started from a moment ago with the the aesthetic and all of the the darker imagery and the blasphemy and all of that, it just, it's easy to see where that stuff comes from. You know, when when you're talking about a... A rebel against tyranny or tyrannical authority or arbitrary authority is is a phrase that gets used frequently. Uh, it makes a lot of sense you know and and I love that part. I grew up, especially as a, a young person, really into all of that stuff the imagery, the heavy metal and and all of that. I was in that world, and I did like that stuff i 'm um, a forty two year old man now. So I'm not, you know, if you look at me walking down the street, you don't immediately peg me as, oh, look at this freaky fucking heavy metal guy or whatever. Right. Um, but I, I love that. I love that imagery. But I think now that I'm older, I'm able to appreciate it on a different level than a 16-year-old edgy kid trying to push buttons. Right. But I was the outsider then which led me to all of that stuff in the first place. And I'm the outsider now, and that part hasn't changed. The difference is now we do have a community of all of the other outsiders. And so you can kind of have both. You can have a sense of community and also have people that can relate to you as the outsider, if that makes any sense.
0: (laughs) It makes perfect sense.
1: Well, Ben, I won't keep you any longer. I think, well, first of all, thank you very much for your time. I appreciate you doing this, especially on such short notice. And I think- Of course, thank you for having me.
0: It's, yeah. uh, it's been a pleasure. You actually you actually answered a lot of my questions and helped me uh, feel more confident about this whole thing.
1: I hope so. And, and at any point, if you ever have one, by all means, drop me an email. You know, we've got the whole podcast website and everything. And, and hopefully uh, this podcast- Generally, the episodes I've been doing can find their way to some people in a position similar to you that, that might be just bumping into this topic and, and looking for a little bit of just something to relate to or some answers or, or something. So hopefully it's helpful. But of course, if you have any more questions, don't hesitate to drop me a line. Of course. All right, Ben. Thank you very much. Have a good night. You as well, Mr. Rose. Take it easy. All right, guys. I hope you enjoyed my conversation with Ben. And let me remind you just one last time to visit HailSatanPodcast.com. Drop us an email. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook. Until next time, Hail Satan.